This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Erin McGowan, certified personal trainer and big-time sweater. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and Christmas sweater. Oh, and you found the dumbbells. A comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration. Motivation. And sometimes information. Hey, dumbbells. Let's get dumb. It's an unwritten rule, kind of, that I, because I will tend to, you have to go first, harder. And then uh, I would yeah, tend I to kind to, of yeah. like, um, just attach on to what you're doing, you know, in some way to kind of simplify my duties. Um, but I couldn't, re- mm-hmm. I couldn't resist the uh, play on words there, and I think people were probably <laughs> dazzled by it. I think cracking up, yeah, cracking up, loving Swer- it, happier, swerving in their cars. Whoa, that was Wee! so funny! Crazy. Yeah, that was so. Well, not only funny, but fun, likable. Yeah, um, relevant for when we're recording mm-hmm. this. The time. Yeah, people could be listening to this episode in like 2025 and like April or something. And so they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But hey, listen, dudes, we're recording this during the holiday season. So that's why Mm -hmm. it was so fucking funny and on point. (laughs) Um, On point. This is a, a comedy fitness movie breakdown episode. We're breaking down a fitness movie. A lot of people like that. One person did write into our reviews that they, why would I ever need this? I hate this. Um, oh, but that's only one. Really? One person said that? Yeah, and like our Apple iTunes reviews. But I think it did boost our algorithm a little bit, um, so it's fine. Uh, and a lot of people do like it. And we will, we will find the relevant fitness parts of it to discuss. It's not us just talking about the lighting in the movie or anything. Okay, dudes. <laughs> Which we can get into. We will okay. get into. Uh-huh. So if you've seen by the, ep- oh my gosh. the episode title, it's Brit- this. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, this movie was the was a, a great fitness movie, I thought. So oh, totally agreed. Hopefully this person can, we can turn him around, you know? Totally agreed. So if you've seen in the title, we're talking about the 2019 comedy film, Britney Runs a Marathon. Um, it's a... Uh, Loosely based on a true story, we can get into that when we talk about the movie. Um, it is, you know, a, a fictionalized account of this. Um, so it's not, it sounds like it could be a documentary or something. It's not a documentary. We do documentaries a lot, but this is an actual, like, just straight ahead comedy, you know, maybe a little dramedy ish. Um, came out in 2019, um, directed by Paul Downs Calizio, Calizio, maybe. He's got an Italian last name. Hmm. He's a playwright, um, and uh, this is his directorial debut, and it stars Jillian Bell, and we'll get more into it as the episode progresses. We're going to start with some personal stuff at the top, tell you guys how we're doing. Got to get. And then we'll get into yep, this movie. Got to get into it. And whether or not we would recommend it. Sanger, what's going on with you? I feel like I always dominate this zone because I'm a chatty Kathy what's up with you lately uh not a ton I mean I you know just the same old stuff I'm doing the um Norwegian four by four hit protocol still um 
I have experiment. Oh, I did. I did try it on uh, this the step mill, and I was able to do it. I was scared to kind of do it up Wait. there because I didn't. I didn't want to tumble off of it. You call it a step mill? Yeah, or this because it's not really a stepper. <laughs> What is it? A stairmaster? Is, is it, oh, is it the one? Is it the like the fancy Equinox one? Yeah, it's like the the thing that just the revolving stairs. You know, just the stairs, stair machine. So, what's the difference between a stairmaster and I a think stair a, st- a stairmaster is the their brand maybe. Um, oh, and but I feel I just like connect them to the ones where you just kind of like pump your feet that don't go anywhere and like the step mill gotcha revolve i could just have completely made that up you know i live in a world that's all my own hey Uh, i i agree i think step mill could work yeah i mean it makes sense it does make sense it doesn't roll off the tongue like stairmaster but no probably it's just my conditioning yeah i think they're the branding is effective on stairmaster you know Mm -hmm, it does mm -hmm. sound like um some kind of medieval thing or something you know like a dragon slayer um but uh so i tried it on there and i was able to pull it off uh, you know hands free um you know not okay. not draping wow. myself over the deal but it's intense i'll say i'll say the hardest one though still is the assault bike the airdyne assault oh, bike sure god help god help anyone on an assault bike uh, even though, even okay, though I'm so, getting the same quote unquote metrics, like I'm still technically getting the same heart rate levels, 170 plus, you know, 160, 170 plus for the four minutes. Um, yeah. So. Your, um, were you able to recover and like kind of get your heart rate back? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 I, I watch, yeah, I, I watch that pretty close because there's certain, metrics you can kind of measure your vo2 max you know by seeing how fast you recover on things and so yeah it mm-hmm. you know you dr- i drop it way down to a crawl for the three minute recovery and then jack it back up again for the cool uh, and i'm sure i would have to go i would have to go a lot faster if i wore if i were leaning on the machine if i were kind of laying over it um yeah you know because it's just you don't have the the extra calories spent, you know, maintaining an upright posture and um, firing those those core muscles and all that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was able to do it. So now I have that. Crazy. I've got the Peloton. Okay. I've got the assault right. bike. I've got. I can do it on a um, elliptical. It does feel incredibly easy on the elliptical. Not incredibly <laughs> easy, but significantly easier than the other ones. Um, right. You know, not to throw elliptical under the bus again. Again, like I said, I'm still hitting the the numbers that I want to hit in regards to heart rate. But I guess maybe I need to factor in some of the RPE elements, rate of perceived exertion. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I you know wow. what? I guess I'm impressed. I'm impressed you figured it out and did it. That seems scary to me. Yeah. Just like to maybe am I going to fall off? Yeah. But yeah. You did it. I guess the ultimate test would be if I did a a lactate test, um, you know, like a finger prick lactate yeah. test during each. Have of you them. ever done one? I haven't. I've never done one before. I am curious about it, um, but I would I would be curious to see if they were all, despite um, having similar heart rate levels, if they were all different um, or if they're the same. I think we. I mean. 
I don't think it would be worth it for me to try it right now, but I think that would be fascinating for you to try it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can wait and do it when I'm normal again, but that will be a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I could start looking into the um, the equipment we would need and all that. and Yeah. You know, like, that would be fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Let's not uh, oversell it here. I know. I'm a nerd. I, <laughs> sometimes I say shit like that and people are like, we don't care. <laughs> Riveting. I, I do. Um, uh, I do. Pop, I agree. Okay, I do great. think I'm, I am curious to see because it's like, hmm, I'm getting there, but why does one feel easy and the other well, one? I think that's why it's so fascinating yeah. to me because I'm like, why? Because I experienced that with... With the treadmill and elliptical as well. And I don't, I'm like, it, will that give us an answer? Maybe. Yeah. Could. Yeah, I think so. And this, this goes beyond if people are kind of maybe thinking this or hypothesizing, this goes beyond just maybe one is um, you're more familiar with versus the other. Um, I'm pretty familiar with all of them. So it's not like it's yeah. like, oh, this is so novel, you know, it's it feels harder or whatever it is. It's like I I do a lot of them all the time. Um, I do each of them a lot, I, sh I guess I should say. I don't know how to phrase that <laughs> grammatically. <laughs> I do all of them all of the time. I've been each around, of them all right? Lot, all of them, I've been all around. of them. Each of them, all of them, all of them. Uh, Everywhere, everything, all at once, all at once. All at once. All at once. So... So yeah, I don't think it's that, um, but I, I, I'm with you. Fascinating, mm, but I'm with you on <laughs> being curious about it. Aaron saying she's ferociously curious about what that would be. Uh, <laughs> this would be, I stand by it. I stand by it. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on with me and then just trying to eat right and lift and <laughs> hit my macros and- protein and all that kind of shit. Stay lean going into the holidays. I haven't been that tempted. I haven't been that tempted by anything. I'm in a good, I'm on a good roll right now, you know, just appetite wise and stuff. Well, that hurts to hear. I have um, only been given cakes, cookies, uh, ice cream. People want f pregnant women to be fat. They just are like, you seem like you're going through it. Here's more dessert. And I'm, I don't have the strength. I don't want to say no. I want it. And so I'm, I'm the opposite. Um, is that, you, is that a primal thing, do you think? To where, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. As like, you know, if we were in like small groups together, it would be like, oh, you need, you know, more nourishment here. So. I, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I also think people don't know what to do for you other than like give you food. Feed you. Like it's just like what else is there to do for a pregnant person? Um, but like I mean, there's this saying like eating for two, and you're not you're not not really, but you also are like more hungry than normal. So you hey. are, and your your doesn't your um your like don't you burn more calories though while you're pregnant? Is there something? Um, I mean, you I do, do when you you're breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But I thought there was something yeah, too a little, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need more micronutrients. And so you take in just more food in general to kind of get there to arrive at those levels. Yeah. I, I will say I, for the, I'm, so everyone, if you don't know, I'm pregnant. Um, 
I'm 26 weeks. So I have like two more weeks in the uh, second trimester. Second trimester. And I have like for the bulk of the second trimester, I have felt really good and pretty like normal and able to like eat um, like not too crazy. Like I haven't felt like crazy cravings and all that kind of stuff. But the last like week I have been hungry constantly like and I'm eating. I'm trying to eat like well-balanced meals outside of the, you know, every once in a while I have a cupcake um, situation. But like I've been trying to like really eat well mm-hmm. um, and God, I'm eating. I just feel like I'm going crazy because I'm truly eating a lot of um, like time wise, like I'm eating like a lot of small meals. Um, it's crazy. It feels like I train people. I'm eating. Then I'm training. Then I'm eating. Train, eat, train, eat, train, eat. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's intense. That's intense. I, you know, for all the reasons that we've talked about on this show a lot, are you able to, because you have some good tools now, uh, remove yourself from it a little bit and just be like, Hey, look, this is something I'm going through. This is, this is part of the experience of being pregnant and I'm hungry now. And to use one of your words, interesting or fascinating, interesting. I, you know, (laughs) what is it? What, what, why am I hungry? Like what's happening from a biological standpoint versus a psychological and, um, you know, I know you have good instincts now with food, you know, does it make sense to eat, you know, just allow yourself to eat and, you know, kind of, I don't know what, tell walk me through the thought process on yeah. that. I'm sure it's complicated. I think it's, it is complicated, but I will say, I think for the most part, I am able to like, kind of understand that this is what I I'm going through this time. And like, I need to kind of like honor those cues that I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and and I will say, I think the weirdest, like the like most like confusing part is that like I am supposed to be gaining weight. And so that's like, like it's actually good for my unborn child. And so it's to just like, I'm not, and you know, we could get into this forever, but it's like, I'm not supposed to be like, gorging myself, but also I'm supposed to be eating more calories because I am sustaining another life. And so it's, um, I try to go for healthy stuff first. And then if we have a crumble cookie sitting on the counter, I will also have a little, you know, segment of that cookie on my way out of the kitchen. (laughs) So I'm trying to balance the good and the episode the pure sugar right before this one as our kind of as our annual holiday survival guide and it was mm-hmm. i something you said in that episode stuck with me um and i even kind of like grafted one of my tips onto that was you were talking about you know the experience of being pregnant having these cravings feeling your appetite change and then uh and then also what you're desiring to eat and so, you know, the more mm-hmm. kind of hyper palatable processed foods, carbohydrates, that stuff sounded the most tempting. And I would imagine it's probably combating some level of nausea or, you know, 
discomfort that you experience while you're kind of going through this. And I liked that Jason was like, no, let's, let's get a vegetable in you. And even you were like, okay, so I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to do these, hit these, you know, kind of healthy staples. And then if I feel like having a whole cheesecake, I'll do it, you know, but it's yeah. going to come after. I at least know there's yeah. something in there that's nutrients. To me, I feel like we talked about on the previous episode, it's applicable, applicable to everybody during, you know, times where there's kind of festive eating, but especially to somebody that's um, pregnant, you know, that's going through what you're yeah. going through. And so that way you don't have to feel like you're dieting or doing something psychotic right. while you're while you while you need all this kind of extra nourishment it's like right. no I, hey i'm getting the healthy stuff in and then if i still feel like having it i have it and then maybe you know yeah. maybe there's times you know throughout the course of this 9 month experience to where you don't feel like having any extra shit and you just kind of you know walk the line a little bit more but i i liked that approach and it did kind of stick with me and so yeah oh go ahead and then i want to ask you one other thing and then we can start talking about the movie Oh yeah, well I did. I I did want to talk about my glucose test. I oh have yes, to take. yeah. That's we we talked about this before we recorded. Yeah, well I so I didn't know like I hadn't I hadn't thought to be nervous about it because I just like I don't know I just thought I would pass the glucose test on the first try. So what it what it is is they're testing my body to see if I have gestational diabetes, which. I know now is like when your body has like is unable to process sugar when you are pregnant and when you're pregnant only. And so hilariously, the incidences are higher if you're an older pregnancy and you're sure, not quite yeah. geriatric pregnancy. Right. But it is a term that they use. No, I, oh, I am. <laughs> I am. Don't it's you worry. The, it's the they most hilarious the wording. Yeah. Thank God they did. Cause it's ridiculous. <laughs> they did. <laughs> They, it's it, and now it's called advanced maternal age. <laughs> That's not great either. God, I was like, just geriatric is at least funny. I mean, come on, like, <laughs> let me have my jokes about it. The advanced maternal age is like, I don't know, it's boring. Um, so you go in and you have to like chug this like really sugary drink that's like, uh. It's like a flat soda. Like it tastes like a flat soda. Mm. It's really, it's not, I mean, it's bad, um, but you have to chug it within like three minutes. Why not carbonate I know, right? Yeah. Just make it better. Give My me a God. fucking Sprite, dudes. I mean, what, you know. <laughs> let's get this, let's get this thing over with. Give me a starry. Um, God. <laughs> What's a starry? Uh, I might be saying it wrong, but that's, that's what uh, replaced Sierra Mist. Pepsi's kind of offering in the lemon lime oh, category. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Also boring. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, then they test your blood an hour later. And if you're at a certain level of glucose in your blood, then you have to take the three hour test. And then if you fail that, then you have gestational diabetes and then you have to go on to like monitor your blood sugar and like pretty much go on like a no carb diet for the rest of your pregnancy. Um, it's person to person, but that's like kind of the general information I got. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe 
that you could just get diabetes for like three, three or four months. And then you just have to like learn how to do diabetes for just like a really short amount of time. And you're already stressed out about everything else. And you also have to monitor your blood sugar. Like I was like, I can't believe women do this. Like this is, it's mind boggling to me what people go through to have a child. And I'm like, I can't. Anyways, I was really freaked out. So I did a lot of like asking around. And one of the best tips I got was to walk around after I had to drink my drink. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can do that. I can walk around. Like I, there's like my little doctor's offices in a neighborhood. I can walk around and just try to get my blood sugar to regulate, which I don't know if you remember, but we talked about the glucose goddess a while back. Yeah. And that was one of the things she talks about was going on a 10 minute walk after every meal to help regulate your blood sugar. And I thought it was fascinating that that's what people were telling me to do. And I was like, well, hey, if it works for all these people, I'm going to try it. And so that's what I did. I went to my doctor. They give you double the amount of sugar in the drink. So it's double bad. Still not carbonated, by the way. Got to chug it. Then you have your blood tested for three hours concurrently, and then you get to leave. And you're fasted. You can't even have water, which let me tell you what sucked the most was the no water thing. Yeah. Um, but I passed. I didn't have gestational diabetes. And all I did was in, the, in between, I walked around. I called my mom. Then the next hour, I called my friend back home. Then the next hour, I did stop walking. And I did watch um, that documentary on HBO called, like, Love Has Won or something. And that is, shit is fucked up. Um, but I passed. And so... Great. I don't have to change my life any more than I already am, but it was really, I, I, it was just really eye opening to what people that have gestational diabetes have to go through. And then also just what, with what people with like actual diabetes, like it's a lot more stress than I think I ever truly understood. Like having to monitor your blood sugar all the time is really intense. It's a lot. It's a lot to take on. You're right. I agree. Uh, it's also pregnant women now are inundated with information and guidelines yes. and protocols. And so in to some degree, that's good, you know, because you want that stuff. You want to be armed with knowledge. And to another degree, it can be truly overwhelming because you can completely right. spin out by how much is there for and what's this and what's that. And really, you know, you, you know, intuitively, like what you need, what you should, you know, what you should get. And before, like we're, you know, if we want to go back to like our kind of small groups of people talk, it would be, there would be a lot of women around that had been through it before and they would tell you, mm -hmm. this is what you do and this is what you don't and what you're feeling is normal or that's not normal. Maybe we should look into it. And now it's like, you can just spin right. out online and look at all this fucking bullshit. And especially you coming into this that had a lot to go through to get here. You know, you're thinking like, right. okay, great. Yeah. Now I'll just be pregnant. We'll go through all of that and then just have it into like to have to potentially add this into the mix. I know would have been exhausting. So I'm glad that it, it worked out for you. And fortunately, 
they have, they, it seems like they have it figured out. So if anybody out there is going through it, we feel for you, but yeah. glad that the information's there for you. And it's, um, and, and listen, I think like I, I had like mentally prepared myself one that I thought it was at the beginning. I thought it was my fault. I thought that I, I thought it was like, because I had been eating those crumble eating, cookies. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't realize that it was like my, like, it's not, it's not anyone's fault. If you, if you have gestational diabetes, it's just like your body and the placenta are not working together to do what needs to happen. And so it was like, okay. So that was one thing I was like, I already kind of feel like a, like I'm a weird, a weird trainer right now. Cause I can't like show people all the moves and I can't like, I don't like have ripped arms right now. Like there's like all these things that are already like kind of like hitting my confidence. And then the other thing it was like, and now I'm going to also have diabetes. Like I like, that you thought was I'm your fault. Like, I, need- I ate myself into diabetes as well. Now listen to me while I train you. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, listen to me. Yeah. So I, I just, um, no, it seems like it's purely on. like, I'm not eating dinner tonight, honey. <laughs> No, Aaron's, I'm eating over at Melissa's. Erin doing some uh, at-home <laughs> some, business. Yeah. She's not going to eat dinner at, in her house tonight. She's going to eat it at her friend's, and Jason, her husband, needed to know yeah. that. It's okay. Listen, well, all of us eat dinner. Podcast hosts eat dinner. Our spouses we need do. to know whether or I'm not so we're going to eat it at home. The listeners eat dinner. It's okay. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. This is real. I felt, I was like, he was like trying so hard to ask me a question. He was figuring was out like, a way to I do don't. it. Knowing that you he were broadcasting. Like miming eating dinner. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have seen that. Aaron just kind of acted it out a little oh, bit. God. And it was like eating with two different yeah. utensils. Yeah, shov- truly shoveling it in. Um, but hey, he's seen me before. Um, so yeah, so I, so that I, is, I was it, grateful. It is comforting to know that it's it's like an anatomy thing that's kind of like just seemingly luck and random and, you know, occasionally yeah, it'll happen to somebody yeah. and sometimes it won't. And there's certain risk factors like your age at which you're pregnant and all that stuff. It doesn't have to do with your willpower or anything. Right, right. So I think that was really helpful. And then- I am grateful that I had people that had had gestational diabetes tell me kind of like how they, they were like, you know, it's an an annoying at first, but you get the hang of it and it's really okay. Like, so I think just hearing that, like I was ready kind of for either answer and obviously not having it is a lot easier, but, um, but Hey, for the health of your kid, you know, you do what you got to do. But I was grateful that I, I could just kind of keep going. You do what you, you got to do. The way I was. You do what you got to do for the health for the of kid. your kid. You know what I mean? Uh, the last thing I was going to ask you from a micronutrient standpoint, did you find a good prenatal and do you take omegas and all that stuff? Yeah, I have a... Uh, Maybe I we asked this before, didn't pre- you? Wasn't the omegas in your prenatal or something? Yeah, the omegas are in my prenatal. Um, and then... I've been taking an additional, uh, what's it called? Calcium. They want me to take additional calcium and a baby aspirin. Mm. You know, 
And that's so, for, I, but yeah, my prenatal, uh, I think it's it's not like I'm sure I could get like fancier ones. I mine is one that I can um is it my doctor was like prescribed okay, to you work. or is it just one that you found that you like? No. Yeah, just one that I found that was easy and uh that had the omegas in it cuz I hate taking omegas by themselves. Yeah. It makes me want to barf. Um Is it like folic acid? Is that another thing that you want to take too? Folic acid. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's my hot update. I will say having the the light be done so early in the day, like having it become like dark at five p.m., is really hard for me to get all my steps in yeah. in the day. It's maddening. Um, I'll feel like it's yeah. like three ten, and I'm like, the sun's fucking going down. What is going on? I know it's three eleven. I know. Amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> So I've been doing a lot of treadmill and I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of treadmills. So I'm ready for winter solstice and for that sun to come back up at a normal time and go down where you can go go outside after dinner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We want that fireball back up around 7 p.m. That's right. Yeah. So. Baby, 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 We can talk about this movie. Fireball. Fireball. That's where you're like, you're kind of annoyed by Pitbull. And then like you hear that and you're like, it's pretty fucking good somehow. You know, like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) And then you see him like do like a live thing. And you're like, "Ah, there's something good here. Like, what is it? You've seen Pitbull live? No, no. Like I've seen like on, um, Oh, like on like the today show. No, no. Like uh, backstage passes I bought. Um, you know, for no, like he does like New Year's stuff or whatever. You're like Dick's Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve or something. Like he'll yeah okay, come out with right, like right. big glasses on and like a suit. And you're like fireball. You're like is this somehow good? I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. Okay, okay so Brittany Brittany runs, runs a marathon. marathon. This so it's interesting because this was Aaron's pick. Uh, and I remember when they were advertising this and it feels like there's like a weird time warp because this came out right, you know, before the pandemic in 2019. Um, and so like, I like Jillian Bell, the star of it a lot. I like when she pops up in comedies. I think she's super funny. Um, and you know, great. It's somebody I would want to see more of. And this is like, maybe her first kind of big leading role where she gets to carry a movie. And so I don't know why it got off my radar somehow. Like I just missed it. Cause it's, it definitely checks a lot of boxes for me personally, as far as stuff I like. Um, yeah. And so I was glad you suggested it because I was, I had an idea in my mind of, cause you know, of what it would be, but then I was stunned at how, relevant it was for our show and then also what we've been talking about recently um yeah and so i don't know what so your kind of initial thoughts on it and then your history with the movie well i think when it came out 
I, I think I, I wanted to see it, but I also was like, how fun could a movie about a marathon be? <laughs> and what have you seen? I also, marathon man, it's great. You know, I haven't it's a great movie. <laughs> it's not really about a marathon though, but Dustin Hoffman oh, is a runner in the movie. Um, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I think I also like anything about marathons makes me really question myself as like, like I know in the back of my head, there will be a day when I have to like truly come to terms with the fact that I will try to run a marathon and what that will look like and what that means for my like life for <laughs> however long it takes to train. And so, um, so I'm like, I'm one person away from like daring me to run a marathon to running a marathon. And so I'm like, I don't want this movie to inspire me to start wanting to run a marathon. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> So, so you have a pretty complicated so relationship was, with this <laughs> more than just <laughs> kind of wanting to see it and then missing it. You have like a whole thing going forgetting, on. Yeah. It's just like, let's ignore it because I can't. Yeah. I can't. That's the uh, condensed version of what I said. Um, so yeah. So I, I just pushed it out of my mind and moved on. Um, so again, I want to say this guy's name, right? Paul Downs Calazo or maybe Kalizo, uh wrote and directed this. And it was based on, Aaron sent me this article she found, his um, roommate at the time who was not taking care of herself and then ultimately decided to run, uh, you know, challenge herself to run a marathon as a, an attempt in ordering her lives. And she didn't quite have, from what I could gather, the same experience as the character in the movie. Uh, and so I don't know, I guess we, do you want to start talking about the movie and then we can maybe, if you want to pepper in stuff yeah. about the actual, the real person. I mean, I think, you know, we watched the movie, so that's, that's the big takeaway. And I feel like the movie hits a lot of notes that we bring up on the show, um, which we can maybe kind of outline. Um, but I'll say this, it tonally the movie, if you're kind of on the fence as to whether or not to watch it, uh, if you like James L. Brooks movies or um, some stuff that Judd Apatow had come out for a while, so it's these fun, these really oh, well yeah. cast, funny movies that have a ton of heart and some heavy moments. Um, it kind of mm -hmm. lights up all the feelings you know you could have, you know, to where you feel you laugh yeah. a lot, you feel inspired, you feel, yep, I can relate to that, or I hate this person, or I get that. Um, and then at the same time, you know, kind of the, the, the sadness or the darker moments that come with life, but it feels all pretty balanced to me. And I really liked the cast. And, um, this was, it came out, you know, part of the reason maybe why I, I might've missed it. And maybe you too, Aaron, aside from whatever bizarre psychological <laughs> whatever shit, was I, was going, <laughs> I don't want it to tempt me to do it and then not do it and then have guilt from that. Uh, but it, it was one of those kind of like streaming package movies. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's available with your subscription to Amazon Prime. And it maybe got like a limited theatrical release, but it was mostly done for Prime. And it's this kind of weird time we live in now to where 
R-rated comedies or more adult-centered comedies don't get theatrical releases anymore. They just don't really do it. It's kind of a drag because I would have liked to have seen this in the movie and theaters. The, and this one, this one really, you know, there's like maybe some language, but it really, I was like, this could have been PG-13, like 100%, just so that they could have had a broader audience. Um, but yeah. I like the R's because there's was, sex and... You know, and then... Well, I know. I'm just saying that, you know, I think that scares people away sometimes. And this one really... I was like, is this rated R? Why? Like, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel super rated R. I don't know. I don't or am know. I jaded now? I don't know. There's there's some F-bombs. There's matter-of-fact discussions about sex. And a lot of, like... There's, like, a whole, like, kind of blowjob thing with her that she's <laughs> dealing with. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I'm jaded. <laughs> Which I do feel like add to the movie. Like, you know, if you lose some yeah, of that, yeah. it's I feel like it loses its teeth a little bit. And so I like, but I'm also like, I prefer movies that are kind of made for adults. Not that I can't, you know, enjoy like a, like a kid's movie or something. I've seen, definitely seen a lot of them. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have a kid. All right. You have a kid. That's a right, fucking right, right. psycho a sitting freak. alone in the Trolls 3 theater. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Wow, you pulled that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I didn't do oh, it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Dad's got to go out for a little bit. I don't even take Stone with me. He wouldn't He wouldn't go anyway. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I was going to say, would he? I don't want to see that dumb shit. I'm good. <laughs> I like grown-up stuff, dude. Um, <laughs> like Squid Game. Squid yeah, dude, Squid Game, dude. I'll just never forget you let your kid watch Squid Game and you didn't even watch it. Oh, that's always it's too much of a commitment me. for does. me. But he's like, "This is pretty good," and I was like, uh, "You know, you're part of the cultural <laughs> conversation right now, so enjoy." <laughs> oh my god, for eleven year olds, come on, no, uh, well, he might have been know, ten at the time. Honestly. I don't know. Uh, he might have. <laughs> It's it's pretty lawless in this house over here as far as what he's allowed to watch. <laughs> but I don't know. You have a oh conversation okay. with him. He's a good. He's interesting to talk to. Just went to the <laughs> Billy Joel concert. Big Billy Joel fan. God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your kid is cooler than me for sure, which is hard to hear, but it's true. I'll say it again. Yeah, he is. In, he's like, do you like Jeff Lynn? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the front man of Electric Light Orchestra and who's behind a lot of like the Tom Petty <laughs> hits and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm like, How, where were you hearing all this? I'm just like silent. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Your kid is cool, bruh. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting little um, guy. But um, been a guest on the show. You can check out episodes. We'll have him back on. <laughs> he has been. He has been. Uh, so... Okay, so let's get into it a little bit. This movie starts with um, somebody in a very relatable space, I think, right? The lead mm -hmm, character, yeah. Brittany. And this is the, you know, this is the movie in the director's words, but she's kind of stuck in the role of playing a fat sidekick to um, her roommate who's, you know, maybe got some you know, privilege working on her side genetically. She's like, she's just naturally kind of thin and can kind of do what she wants and doesn't really have yeah. to suffer the same consequences from a biological standpoint that Brittany does. And so she leans into this role that she has as, you know, 
trying to be funny and trying to be, um, I don't know, supportive of her friend and poppy and upbeat and everything. And, um, it, you know, it, because of that, you know, doesn't really feel like she has ownership over, over her life, I would say is kind of what I took from that. Yeah. And I think, I think it's the doctor's visit that kind of maybe gives her that realization. Cause I feel like she's kind of just like bopping along flailing. Yeah, she doesn't know. With, she doesn't know why she, yeah. why this is happening yeah. to her. And I think that's, you know, that's very relatable too. It's just like, you don't, you don't even yeah. realize you're unhappy, but you're unhappy. And then you, you yeah. blink your eye. And then as you get older, I think time starts to condense and go by faster. And it's one of those things where you're like, what, what happened in the last five years? Why don't I have money? Yeah. Why am I not in the shape I want to be in? Why am I not in a meaningful relationship? And how has five to seven years passed? And I don't even, mm -hmm. I can't even realize it. And she goes to see this doctor because she's trying to score Adderall. She's not even going because she's concerned <laughs> yeah, about her health. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Which, which, which is cool because it's like, you know, you get 30 years old and especially now with all this kind of arrested development that's going on with, you know, what's happening culturally, people don't think to go to the doctor, you know, or like our fucked up healthcare system, you know, so she, she hears yeah, about it. I mean, honestly, she kind of stumbles into a lucky situation to where she hears about this doctor who's a good price and he just happens to be like a good doctor. Um, she's going to try to yeah. like <laughs> get drugs and he's just like, look, do you're unhealthy, you know, your, your body mass index and your blood pressure are at a dangerous space right now. And you need to adjust your lifestyle, which she's very resistant to. Cause that's, it's hard and it can be, yeah. even though this, I would say this doctor is pretty good. It can be insulting to hear. Well, and I, you know what? I, I was on, I was listening close because this shit has trick. Like this is my, um, just one of the things where I'm like, how is this person going to write this character? Am I about to have someone to fight? Like, I'm just ready to fight. Um, and I appreciated that the doctor said, like, some people can carry weight without the, like, um, without some of those, like, extra health concerns, like without hypertension. Like, yeah, he, like, he said like, you know, there can be different causes genetically for being heavier and it can be a genetic thing. It can be a thyroid thing. It can be a hormone thing. And all those people can have those conditions and still be healthy. And he's like, you mm -hmm. are not healthy and you didn't fill in enough of your backstory. So I don't know how else to help you outside of suggesting lifestyle changes. Right. So I really appreciate Pretty that. Pretty skillfully I that done. That, yeah. Cause it, cause it does sting that has been told to me before in a doctor's office, um, in different, like, you know, when I was a lot younger and I just remember feeling like I was able to hear the person because they weren't putting me down. They, I didn't feel like they were putting me down. It was like, 
a private conversation where I felt like, you know, if I wanted to change, I could, if I didn't want to, no one would know any wiser and I could move on with my life either way. And I just really appreciated that they wrote that moment to include that part because we've all had a doctor say something dumb to us. Um, it's probably more the norm. Uh, right, exactly. And so to have a doctor on such a sensitive topic kind of be a little bit more thoughtful was helpful to me. Yeah, I agree. I think this movie has a great balance of people saying the right thing and people saying the wrong thing. And so that lets us know that the filmmakers and writers understand how all this can feel as opposed to like, well, they fucked a lot of things up, but it's kind of inspirational. So I'll give it a pass. This was like, no, this this felt like very real, you know, you know what what a fucking tightrope walk this can be and how triggering certain things yeah. can be for people. Um and so you know, I, I I appreciated that and it just seemed like there was a lot of thought that went into this. This movie's very s- right now. Um you know, mm-hmm. and how they kind of use social media and Zoom and you know, all that kind of shit. Like it just feels very much right now to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot they did use Zoom on it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she gets yeah, he so like he like her. gives her the lay of the land, and it's just like you gotta, and and then we kind of immediately get to see what she's doing, you know, in her life, and mm-hmm. you know, not getting good sleep, not taking care of herself, partying, you know, drinking a ton. Yeah. Because um, he's at he's you know he's question he's concerned about her sleep and sleep apnea and the quality of her sleep and all that kind of stuff. And she's drinking wine, you know, to go right before she goes to bed and, you know, all these kind of like sleep no-nos. She's, you know, guilty of all that stuff and completely resistant to, you know, any kind of change. Yeah. What makes her decide to try to go to a gym? Um, I think, was it that she started to like try to go run and it was like really awful and there was like lots of people around and then she, I think, no, was no, it that no, that sent that's, her to the gym? No, that's, she tries to run after like the gym <laughs> is too expensive. I don't know. Maybe it's just her doctor. Um, or was it her trying to catch the subway and she couldn't? There's, there's a motif of that kind of going on. She's always trying to catch the subway. She can't get there. Um, but I, maybe it could have just been like the doctor saying like, hey, you need to, you know, take care of yourself. And then so she ultimately decides to try to go to the gym, but then she's... Well, because I think... Because was it also the the first blowjob guy? <laughs> I mean, that definitely didn't help. <laughs> she... Because I think... Because, like, I, if, I think that that was, like, right after she was at the doctor, she, like, went out and partied, and then she just... I think was just feeling really down. And, like... Like none of the guys were giving her like good attention, and then this one guy is just being a real motherfucker, and uh, and I think it was like that next day that she was like, "I'm, I need to change. I gotta take care of myself." <laughs> I think it was something. Yeah, I mean, it could yeah. be some kind of rock bottom that she ultimately hits. <laughs> but anyway, I did like she tries to go to this gym, and this the guy from I can't think of his name from SNL but like he's yeah he's from SNL I can't remember he's he's given her kind of like the the selling the spiel you know of what it is and it's like an equinoxy type gym um 
and you know all the different tiers and packages and stuff that she can do and she ultimately finds out that it's 120 dollars a month <laughs> and this the actress know, jillian I bell is that. so funny and like how she processes the price and <laughs> all the people yeah. we walked by or paid have that money <laughs> i know i know I loved it. It's so relatable because you think like, how do people have that money? Like where, how, what are they doing different than what I'm doing? What is this? What's going on here? And then, so what is your life? Yeah. <laughs> and in, in like kind of a really funny way, she, you know, it's the inciting incident. It gets laid out. She was like, well, I can just go outside. Right. And I can just mm -hmm. exercise outside for free, essentially. <laughs> yeah and he's like yes but then you don't have access yeah. to our facilities you know she's like but again it's i don't have to pay 120 dollars <laughs> to go out there outside <laughs> and so they also kind of set up michaela watkins character who becomes important important to her as the movie goes on as the annoying mm -hmm. person you see that's like drinking smoothies and seemingly has a perfect life and effort effortlessly runs and is, you know, lean and all this kind of stuff. And she hates, yeah. she hates her for that reason, which again, yeah, like I keep, I keep using it, but relatable is I think a key word for this because, you know, you might not a hundred percent identify with the character of Brittany, but there's a lot of her that like, is like, you're like, I get it. I get it. Yep. Yeah. And we've all known that, well, if you have, if you have ever like looked at a gym, like you didn't belong, you have seen those people that you're like, oh, you were born in a gym. You were raised in a gym. You're confident. You're comfortable. You know, and I'll never be that. Yeah. And that is how I felt for a long time. And so when I saw her, I was like, yeah, mm -hmm, I know that person. And then, and then when you're, when your life does shift and then you like become a person that people look at, like, like just one, this is my, uh, stingers version of like being a college football player, um, is like, I was asked one time at a gym in my parents' hometown, if I was a college athlete and I was like 35 too. So that was, you know, double. That's incredible. But I remember <laughs> incredible. that trumps incredible. any of my, God, you know, incredible. experiences. It was incredible. <laughs> But it was like this moment where I was like, oh, you have no idea my whole life backstory, but you for this one day look at me and think, oh, I belong here. I'm like, I, I know what I'm doing and all this stuff. And I truly didn't. Well, I did to a degree, but I hadn't like grown up in it. So it, and you know, we find out later this woman's life isn't perfect and all that stuff, but it is, you never know what people are going through what they have been through to get them to where they are. And so, you know, my little judgy ass can sit down and just let people be, you know? Well, in speaking to your story, the idea of an athlete and training like an athlete, um, and the movie even touches on this, you can, you can do that at any age, at any body, with any body type. And, yep. um, yeah. you know, you don't have to be, a college athlete, you, you, you can like, Hey, I'm a fucking athlete. I'm going to train like one. I'm going to eat like one. And it doesn't matter that I'm 85 years old or whatever it is, or I've never done it before in my life. You, you know, you can make that decision to, to do that. And I think it's important to remember yeah. that like, it's never, it's truly never too late. Right. You do what you can do, but your it's approach true. to it can be like an athlete and you should think of yourself as an athlete the same way that, you know, if you want to be an artist, you, you should, 
You know, nobody. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody, nobody can That's make that decision man. for you. It's not like you know, you're right. there's an arbiter on who gets to be an athlete and who gets to be an artist or whatever. It's just, it's personal. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I think a really powerful move, you know, we can, we don't have to break down every moment in this movie, but a, something that I thought was really powerful was her trying to run the first time. And she, you know, goes through the whole God, process yes. of like putting all the clothes and sweats, whatever she's got on that she doesn't have all the running gear and all the accoutrement that she yep. would have. And, uh, she stands by the door and she just can't fucking go out there and do it. Just feels so foreign to her. Just like, nope. Yep. And there's even this like moment when she finally gets through the door where the curb that she's like trying to make it to keeps getting further away. Yeah, she just, she's, I just, she's going to try to run around the block is her first. Yeah. yeah. And I just was like, God, I remember that feeling of like, I remember trying to run for 30 seconds on a treadmill and just like, I, I couldn't believe how long 30 seconds felt. I, and I was just like, and how loud my feet sounded on the, on the base. And I just was like, I just, that was so visceral for me. Like, yeah, they do a really neat God, kind it of takes me back to where I like exactly where I was in the YMCA in Vancouver, Washington. They do this really neat thing optically to where they show it and they do some kind of like focus pull or something to where, it just keeps mm-hmm. getting f- further away from her. It's so good. It's so real. Yeah. And then it's like, she's not in sync with it because she's never done it before. So it seems like everybody's in her fucking way. And it's just like, you know, yeah. people, you know, a stroller, she's got to get around a fucking clown and she's, you know, commenting on like yeah. New York. <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ. It all feels hard and foreign and impossible and like you'll never be yeah. good at it. And then they do a really good sh- job of showing her progression about how, you know, she just, for some reason, it everything came together for her, you know, this doctor's appointment um, and her, you know, sheer kind of will to, to get started on it. And she progresses and gets better, shows up for a runner's group that Michaela Watkins is a part of. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, meets meets like a friend there that's in more of like a, a similar space as her as far as to why he's running and, you know, kind of at her level of fitness. And so they're able to connect. And yeah. that shows like an important part of training, like how like how effective for um, uh, for sticking with it. Um, if you know, if, if you have a training partner for accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Yep friends like meeting together having a a standing time getting to getting to like celebrate with each other the wins like that is like I wish I like I I can't own a gym but there is a part of me that's like that it would be what would make me want to do it um because it is like there is something so so much bigger when you can get together as a group and do it it's just a cool experience and with running I mean God, I, you know, I haven't been a runner consistently, but the times I have run, it has been so important to have a buddy to do it with. Yeah, because you can at least talk. distance. God, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you're going to talk on the phone or text or whatever um, while you're sitting down, you know, just adding that, you know, adding a running thing component to it 
is a because it's like, well, I'd be no. fucking texting back and forth with you anyways. Might as well get up and run and you know do it with our voices. Go on a jog. That's what people call talking now. Um, is texting with your voice. <laughs> that's what people. That's old man stinger <laughs> walking in. Ding ding. Um, no, that's what there that's was what young this people moment. Say. I'm like, why don't you just talk? And they're like, oh, you mean text with her voices? And I'm like, yeah, you guys are sitting by each other. You might as well. Did you learn that at Trolls 3? Mm -hmm. Because I haven't heard shit about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, there's this moment. It happens so fast. but It's in this like montage where she's trying to change her eating habits as well. And her lifestyle habits. And her roommate is grabbing a big piece of pizza and she is holding this like box of salad. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is one of the hardest parts about like, like changing your lifestyle are the people that are the closest to you. And like, if they're not changing their lifestyle, then you are watching them bring in, you know, pizza or whatever, and you're holding your box of salad and you're like, well, great. This is my life. Truly, truly. And this was something we talked about again in our, in our holiday survival guide was, you know, people are used to you maybe being a certain way and, you know, family's one thing, but I would say friends and it's not necessarily touched upon in this movie, but you can, you can infer, um, that, she made this connection with this friend because of they had similar interests. And so their bond was kind of built upon partying, you know, doing some recreational drugs, eating pizza, that kind of thing. And so her friend is obviously going to keep behaving that way. And then, so they start to lose all the stuff that they have in common. And then it causes, you know, resentment on both each other, both them, both of them. And so, you know, this person that like, Hey, we, you know, we watch movies and eat pizza and I paint your toenails or whatever. And then all of a sudden that, you know, <laughs> starts to not be fun for you anymore or, you know, go against whatever your, you know, your lifestyle habits are. And you can lose, you know, some friends or you can start to realize, you know what, this is actually a toxic influence on me. And that can be really hard yeah. and, and challenging. And then you see it, we see it in two ways. One, when she, um, you know, the friend is just saying what she thinks is innocuous, like, Oh, you're not going to, you're not like a real runner runner, you know, stuff like that. Like you're not right. And I'm sure she's just thinking like, Oh, this is my dumb friend. That's trying this. It's like, you're not going to stick with this because you're not like a running person. And it's just like, so it's all your fears of like, Oh, am I a phony for doing this? Or like, why am I buying these running Mm -hmm. shoes or whatever? And the reality is you're not at all. Like everybody starts somewhere, but then having somebody that like is somebody that you think cares about you and you care about them say that stuff sucks. And then beyond that, it builds to her friend ultimately fucking lashing out at her for it. Yeah. In a, in a horrible way, which does fucking happen. Yep. Yeah. That like, I remember when I ran my first half marathon and people were like, yeah, runners go runners. And I had my name on my shirt and people were yelling my name. And I was just like, like, I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like that was the first time I had ever been called a runner. And I cried as I'm running because I, cause I didn't consider myself a runner. So that conversation hit me where I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't 
like this woman doesn't need to like say one way or another. But if you have a friend who doesn't know you as a runner and isn't allowing you to grow and become one, then you got to cut them out. You got to cut them out. <laughs> you got to cut them out right away. Cuz it's just no question. You you'd think that if you're a reasonable person <laughs> that it's preposterous to discourage somebody from a healthy habit. Uh, but it does mm-hmm. fucking happen for some reason because I think it forces us as humans to look at ourselves and maybe question our lifestyle. And so, you know, if you're engaging in something you think is that that is unhealthy and somebody else is doing it with you, it's it's easier. You know, you can justify like, oh, we're kind of doing this together. And if somebody's like, you know what, I'm getting sober now or whatever, it's just like it, it, you know, you mm-hmm. turns the mirror on yourself and then you're like, you know, you want to be like, Hey, you know, you're not sober. You don't come on, have a drink. You're not going to really be sober. Yeah. Whereas like the, <laughs> the healthy individual would be like, that's amazing. You should. And what can I do to support you or good for you? Or right. yes. Awesome. You know, all that kind of shit. Even if you're not willing to do it yourself, you should, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think it is a very human instinct sometimes to, you know, try to poo poo that stuff. And again, like we were talking about before, you can see it with your own fucking family. Sometimes it can happen with the family. Yep. And that's really hard yep. to, um, to, to square yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, this one got me. I wrote it down because I was like, you can't get this wrong, but she's the friend says to her, the roommate friend, you'll always be a fat girl. That's just who you are. <sighs> And I was like, oh my gosh, like no one ever said that to me, I think, but I was afraid of that. And if someone would have said that to me, I would have like burst into flames, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it goes back to her just saying all of the things that, you know, this main character is like probably afraid everyone is thinking. Yeah. And God, that got me this movie. I mean, this movie hit me hard. I, um, it also, there was this part about don't throw away your fat clothes. And I remember, like, I remember putting my fat clothes, like the clothes I wore when I was in a fatter body. Just, I just remember putting them, like, I was, like, afraid to get rid of them. And also, like, I had really wanted to get rid of them and was like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> but also, I was, like, trying to... When I was losing weight, part of the reason I needed to lose weight was because I was like, I don't have money to keep buying new clothes. So I had to, um, I had to buy new clothes just in the opposite direction. So, you know, it's, it's a win, win, and also a lose, lose, but that, that best friend, I'm really grateful that I, I'm really grateful. I had friends that were always supportive of me when I was trying to lose weight. And then I remember when Melissa and I, my, uh, you can go back and listen to this episode. This is a episode from a long time ago, but when Melissa and I started going to the gym together and, uh, I tried to sabotage her results. And so I was this friend to Melissa and I was like, I can only eat in and out today. 
And um, that's the only place that's open. So if you want to eat dinner with me, you have to go to In-N-Out. And Melissa was like, that can't be the only place <laughs> that's open. And so I had to get on board or get off. And so I tried. After that, I, I did have my own wake-up call. But I was this friend. I was also this friend. So I think as a long, I, I think a lot of us have been, or at least if you yeah. haven't had the impulse. Oh, good for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking fuck yeah. You. God, I, I think I'm just realizing I have been both her and the friend. That is hard. Oh, well, I mean, um, I think this movie, like you, like you mentioned earlier, you'll always be a fat girl. You know, it, it might not ever come out in plain language like that. But I think, you know, to tell us to tell a story in an hour and a half or, you know, a little under two hours, whatever it was, and make it cinematic, you know, sometimes you just have to say those things. But even if they're not right. spoken, they're they're implied sometimes, too. And yeah. and also, you know, even if people have the best intentions, um, like I said earlier, like I, I'm sure her friend didn't even feel like she was fucking up when she was saying you're not a runner. You're not like a real runner runner. You're you. Yeah. You know, it, like you said, like it can feel that way. You can start to feel that way and you can feel like, Oh, this is my role. It comes up. We've had some people, um, in the comedy world that are, you know, are, are, um, you know, have a bigger body type and they say that like, Oh, I feel like, you know, part of my comedy identity is being this bigger person. And will I still, you know, will people still respond to me? in a comedic way if I, if I change my lifestyle or my health or I'm not a party animal anymore right. or whatever it is, you know, whatever you think people like you for. Yeah. 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 And so, okay. So I think that like she progresses in this really healthy way and it's, they do this kind of really interesting, subtle thing to where she has a body weight goal and she's got it written on the board and she's hopping on the scale and you see the numbers start to come down, her body weight, and you know, you kind of are like, oh, cool, she's, you know, she's making progress. And this is like a fun, healthy thing that's happening. And she starts, her life starts to kind of get in order. And, you know, there's funny stuff in this mo- in this movie. And, you know, she meets, uh, you know, she starts getting attention paid to her more as a, as a woman because she's taking better care of herself. She's got more confidence. Um, I think she attributes it all to her weight loss, but she's like throwing, you know, taking, you know, caring about what she wears and all this kind of stuff. She meets a guy named Jern and they have like a fun, funny romance, um, you know, kind of a will they won't they type thing. But then the weight starts to become something unhealthy because she, in a very relatable way, is looking at her weight and then she has a day where it creeps up a little bit it's not going down. And then she starts going out and trying to run all night to get that number again, to get whatever that dopamine fix is you get from your weight going down. And you see how quickly something that was serving her turns into something that becomes unhealthy and obsessive and disordered. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was really, truly shocked that they went there and glad that they did. Um, Cause it was toward, you know, you know, getting to the, end of the movie and um and to have her like come in from running weigh herself and then go back out and run again and come back in and weigh herself i was like god man to the point again, to where it's, it it starts to harm her 
she actually gets right? physically yeah. injured and she can't do the marathon. Yeah. And it's so great because, you know, this movie would have been fine and charming if she had just, you know, hit her goal weight and then like her life was great and she had her nice hair and nice clothes. And I feel like that's the movie they would have made a while ago. But now they, they like you, you said, they put in, they add in this whole other gear to where it's just like, no, the reality of it is, is that like she didn't do the work on herself. And so it ran away from her. And it's, it's really subtle because they show her taking pictures of herself and trying to get like the right angles and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's like this, mm-hmm. this superficial thing, you know, as opposed to, you know, becomes about appearance and, you know, all this kind of shit as opposed to, no, what is this, what is this doing for my health and my sense of accomplishment and all that? Right. And it's tricky all that yeah. stuff can get mixed up. And certainly there's nothing wrong with not loving the way you look and wanting to change that. Um, but you have to have a healthy mindset going into that and constantly remind yourself that, you know, the primary function of this should be, you know, how it's making me feel and the health benefits. It's hard, especially with how much we look at ourselves now online and pictures. And they do a lot of that of her checking herself out in the mirror. Um, Yeah. yeah. And again, the actor Jillian Bell, you know, does it masterfully because it's not, it's not in any kind of cliche movie way that we've seen before. I feel like she's really, right. you know, found a way to kind of live this and, and bring it to life and, have, again, using relatable again. But, yeah, so, you know, it, all, it builds to her. Like, her whole goal is to run this marathon. She convinces um, – she becomes friends with the um, – you know, Molly Moneybags or whatever she calls her, Kat, uh, <laughs> yeah. not the character's name, it's Catherine um, or Michaela Watkins. And then um, also her friend, uh, who's a dad who, you know, was worried that he wasn't going to be able to play with his kids. Um, so, the, you know, she convinces them to run the marathon with her. And so it's all kind of building towards this and she's getting more and more fit. She's got the running gear. And then because, you know, she engages in this kind of self-harm, that started from a good yeah. place. She can't fucking run the marathon. And then she loses that goal and she's pretty, pretty much shattered after that. Yeah. And it, and there's something she says after that, that's just like, where she's like, uh, you just like kind of go home, reset, like everything. She's got like a stress fracture on her. Is it her foot? Yeah. Her yeah. Foot? Her foot yeah. from overuse or maybe her shin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe shin. Um, but yeah, she has to like go like kind of hang out with her sister and brother-in-law and, um, and she's just kind of like, it just reminds me of like Dan in real life where she's not maybe in a basement, but it's like, she's just like in a basement in the dark, depressed. She's got a boot on her foot. She's like, she says at one point, like, oh, I'm just going to gain all the weight back. Like something like that, where it's like, she can't do what she's used to doing. And so she's just going to like, kind of. Yeah, she, maybe give up. She, essentially, she has a good relationship starting with the Jern character, and once this happens, she tells him like, you know, you don't you don't like the real me. You like this me, and I'm going to gain fifty pounds, and you know, that's yeah. kind of the end of it. And she had gone to New York to work in advertising, and uh, she just takes this not being able to run this marathon as a huge loss, and that's certainly something that can happen to where you know, you let this new thing become your identity. And then the second it gets taken away from you, then you feel like, you know, you're right back where you started. 
And so you can slip back into unhealthy behavior. And the reality of it is when you, when you make fitness and exercise a part of your life, there's ups and downs with it. And we've talked about injuries before Mm -hmm. and you know, you can't, you just, you gotta, you know, do your rehab and work around the injury and then figure out a new way and take rest when you need it and all that. Like there's tons of ups and downs. Oh, I put a bunch of this weight back on because I didn't really address the root issues of what was going on. I was, you know, engaging in exercise bulimia. (laughs) Let me, let me figure out what's going on here. Why am I doing this? And how can I get a healthy relationship with exercise and food? And so all that stuff is so important to, you know, having like a, um, you know, maintaining this kind of broad approach um, that's thoughtful to, you know, these new lifestyle and habits that you're taking on. And so, yeah, she kind of has her, you know, this again, like another rock bottom to where she insults this other woman that's, um, uh, you know. God, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, overweight. God. Challenged yeah. by her weight. And she's saying all this stuff to herself, but she, you know, she humiliates herself yeah. in front of everybody and, you know, this poor woman. And so that's kind of a rock bottom for her. And so she, you know, has kind of a come to Jesus moment. And so then you see her kind of start to do the real work, make amends, you know, do physical therapy, do what she can do. She shut out all her friends. And so she then, you know, invites her friends back into her life and then acknowledges that she needs help. Um, And that's kind of what her, the advice her friends and her, you know, her brother-in-law give her is like, you have to, if people want to help, you have to take the help. Yeah. Yeah. And then this bish tries to run that marathon. And even that was cool because it's not like this crazy triumphant, she burns it, you know, she almost fucking quits and she has to actually take some help to finish. And then, you know, know. and then like, Uh, were you crying? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I was bawling. Jason came in and I was like, like in mid, like, (laughs) oh yeah, it got me for sure. It got me. I may not have been, you know, sobbing, but I mean, I definitely was a little dusty (laughs) in the the Stanger place. A little dusty in there. What is a little dusty? I mean, I think. (laughs) What'd she say? She hadn't run 22 miles before. And I just was like, yeah, what does your body even feel like after you've been running for so long? Like, probably like a, a brick. Like, how do you even keep going? And then her friends, like, are there cheering her on. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm crying. Catch me and outside. And again, the performance. Like, she really sells it. Cause yeah. then, so then she's devastated that she's not going to be able to finish. And then she, you know, she starts to build like a, a woman helps her and she accepts the help. And then she starts and then she hears her friends. And then she is then emotional because of like the support she's getting from her friends. And so then you're like, oh, man, I'm going to cry again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cry right now. But that's it just like, like as an actor, that's cool. It where means it's like so much in the frame of the same scene to have two different kinds of cries, you know where you're crying because you're devastated and then you're crying because you're so moved by, you know, people, you know, being there for you in your life when you need them. And, you know, exercise and sports can be such a metaphor for everything um, Mm -hmm. beyond just what we see in movies and, you know, Rocky and all these kind of inspirational tales, but also in your own life, you know, you start to apply it like, oh, 
if I did this in the gym, I can do anything, you know, or this is, this is nothing compared to when I got fit or, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's really applicable, applicable to everything. And you see how it kind of helps order her life a little bit too, um, which yeah. it can definitely do because you, we talk about self-efficacy on the show. You can get a lot of that from, you know, committing to an exercise program. Um, and you can, you can meet healthy friends that way um, and supportive people and, you know, and start to, you know, gain a lot of self-confidence from it. Yeah. And when you see that you can do hard things in a realm that you never thought you could do, you really, it, it can't help but bleed over into other parts of your life. Like, yeah, that's one of the coolest things about being a personal trainer is you get that front row seat of something that you that you see a client who doesn't think they could ever do something and then to, to help them get there slowly over time. And then like, sometimes it's so slowly they don't even realize what they're building toward. And then one day they can do the thing that they had always wanted to do. And that's the coolest thing. And so to see some, see this in a movie, I mean, I just got to sit there and watch and just enjoy just crying. Yeah. Crying happy tears. Yeah. The, so I'm motivated. It motivated uh, me in a very unmotivational time. <laughs> that's great. That's, oh man, that's so good when these are, you know, and I, and I love that she was a, um, such a real person, um, you know, wasn't like, you know, a traditional sports movie where it's an elite athlete that has to come back from an injury. And it's just like, well, I'm definitely inspired by this, but I'm also not a freak of nature, not an elite, not an elite athlete. athlete, not <laughs> yeah. a pro athlete, somebody that, you know, was drinking too much wine like and a person. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so yeah. great. I think if you like this show, um, you would love this movie and I highly recommend it. Um, I would give it, I, I would say it's a must watch if you like this show and, um, I hope people see it. I know it got really well reviewed. Um, and it's tough to know how something does on streaming, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, to know to what degree something is seen, but I was, I was pleased to see that it got like a lot of really good reviews and it, it absolutely makes sense to me as to why, because, um, again, they really skillfully handle all the, um, the, you know, the tough subjects and the potentially triggering subjects, even with people having the best intentions, it can still be yeah. triggering. And so I thought they were really skillfully done and they didn't pull any punches. And, um, and again, like a really good cast, it's, it's well acted and, and, and some stuff that's genuinely funny in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm super, give it a recommendation. Amazon prime. If you got yeah. it, Rec recommend, I definitely, you know, it's, it's, uh, Fun. It's a fun movie. It's inspiring. I cried. I laughed. Watch yeah, it. I, you know, we have obviously are leaning into like the exercise stuff in the movie and there's some fun stuff as far as training where you get to see them cross train and they're doing stuff in the gym and they're doing, mm -hmm. you know, building up their endurance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there is some like if you are a running geek, you know, there's definitely something in it for you. If you've never been into running before and want to, it'll it'll certainly inspire you. Um, but then like Aaron was saying, it also is very funny. So we, you know, yeah. we talked about some of the stuff that we thought was really skillfully handled as in regards to, uh, you know, the heavier moments, but Jillian Bell is yeah. amazing and hilarious. 
And it is, I like in a movie yeah. when a character is actually funny. It's not just funny situations. It's like, no, she is in that world. She's a very funny person. And that's, that's kind of cool yeah. to see. Like, it felt like they let her kind yeah. of be funny, yeah, too, I agree. which you don't see that often in in movies just with anyone where you're like, oh, they're really reining that funny person in. And they're like they let her kind of just like be, I think, a little bit more. Yeah. And, and I think right now there's a lot of like situational funny stuff. It's like, whoa, we're into this crazy thing. And this is like, no, she's just like a snarky, funny person, which is. Which is cool. Yeah. I like. And she just keeps talking. Yeah. And you're like, I'm laughing. You're making something up. I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah. When she's going in for the nanny interview and all that kind of stuff. And yes. That nanny interview was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Insane. I'm really good with animals. It, like, you should meet seemed... my sister. Is she a dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that and baby, baby CPR yeah. bit. That, yeah. I was like, God, this is funny. funny. I like yeah, it. It was, it was good. Well, we did it. We did it. We did um, it. So if you guys have any recommendations or uh, for movies that you would like us to, you know, give the dumbbells treatment to, um, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Uh, this kind of touched on our surviving the holidays theme, which is we're trying to keep throughout the month of December. Um, so uh, watch this movie if you want um, some inspiration as far as to handle maybe people that are against your new lifestyle changes. This will give you some, some solace and maybe a boost. Yeah. And a boost. Um, and then also we got socials at the dumbbells, uh, on Instagram, I guess Twitter, we're technically there, but who's there? Nobody. Um, and the dumbbells pod on TikTok. dumbbells dot pod. Yeah, that pod. On TikTok, yep. uh, we're going to buy that blue check mark on X to support Elon Musk and everything that he stands for. We're buying the blue check mark. Amen. Amen. People will know we're legit. Oh, send us your flexes. Oh, yeah. We want to hear those. We've started to, we've got a couple. Um, send them over. If you did anything in 2023 that you want to tell people, shout from the rooftops, send it in. You can email us or put it in, on Instagram. Uh, we're here. Send them. Send them. Over. Okay, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan signs, we are the Dumbbells, and we like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>